Awesome. Well, this is the June Ministry Advancement Training. Um, we're going to be talking about ministry planning. So I'm going to kick us right off here. Um, and as I get ready to share my screen, I it was interesting. I was reading this morning in Colossians, and I have the scripture um, that I wanted to share. And then Frank's going to bring it back with a little more scripture at the end for us. But um, Colossians 2.5, I was reading through this passage and I'm going to get the right translation here. It says, for I may be absent in body, but I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see how well ordered you are and the strength of your faith in Christ. And that I was reading through that passage and I, that stuck out to me today because I was thinking about order, how well ordered or disciplined some, some um, versions say, and then also your faith. And so both of these things are really important and it's just amazing how they come together. And so uh, I was excited to just share that with you this morning uh, as I was thinking about this. And so I'm gonna share my screen so you can see we have a little PowerPoint here. Um, some of this is taken from the technology accelerator. And so I'm gonna go and just make sure this is big enough so you can see it. So as we kick off this morning, we're thinking about um, ministry planning. Uh, it starts you know, with um, vision, right? It all starts with vision. We're led by our vision, um, not by numbers, not by finances, but really we're vision driven. And so within that, we have to kind of take inventory of where we are. So my first, my first encouragement to you is this time, before you get ready to meet with your supervisor and start going through this process, I would challenge you to take some inventory of where we've been. And so ways to do that, I'm gonna show, get really practical for just a moment so you can see. In FCA1, um, it's really important that we know where we've been and what we have going. So uh, pulling some reports from FCA1 would be really helpful to start. Here you can see under these reports, you have ministry reports. That is a really great place. Um, now there are a whole bunch of budgeting side of things that we're not gonna get into today because we're talking about ministry advancement. So that's a whole other, uh, another section. But for now, um, the key reports that I would challenge you to pull are um, certified ministries, certified ministries, because that's all of your huddles and the things taking place going on and uh, going on in your area. So I would pull that report. You can search. Um, I, I'm going to go to the next one so you can see what that that window looks like. This is what it says here. You can see you put in the ministry year. I would leave most of these blank. So huddle type is coach or athlete. If you want to see your whole report, just leave them blank and put in your name under staff assignment. Um, and so, or if you have people underneath you that you want to see what's going on for all of those that you supervise, you can go staff under yourself and look through that. And so pull that report, um, and just get a good, good visual of what you have going on this year. The other thing you might want to look at is pulling reports from two years ago, three years ago, where do we have huddle ministry that has happened in the past that we don't have right now? And so with COVID, we know it's been a crazy time, but we're trying to get back into it. And so I'd encourage you to look back maybe a couple of years and just see, um, one, where are the spaces, where are the huddles, schools, locations, and who are the people, more importantly, that were leading, facilitating key leaders um, in those positions? So that's kind of the first thing that I would challenge you to do is really take inventory to know as we get ready to move forward, we have to know where we've been. Okay. Um, next, I'm going to get into a little bit of the, the nuts and bolts of like your My Ministry game plan. This came from the Technology Accelerator. I don't know how many people actually watch that. Uh, maybe by a quick show, I'm going to try to see if I can see everybody. Show of hands or use the emoji thing. Um, did you guys watch the tele technology accelerator about my ministry game plan? 
Any show of hands? Anybody? Anybody? Good. So this will be just a quick review. Uh, I'm not going to go into it. You can see it there. Um, but first, and this is just an important piece, the Christian community statement that we reaffirm each year has changed a little bit, become a little bit more detailed. So please read it carefully. Go through it. Um, don't just click automatically and scroll down. It makes you kind of click through. I know Frank had said that, like you had to slide the button over to say that you read it. You just can't hit OK. But really check that out. Um, there's been some a few additions, nothing crazy, but it's important that you just understand what you're uh, affirming in that statement. Next is the lead self section. So one major change for that is there used to be a limitation on some of these goals. They've taken those limits out. Um, obviously, we don't want to put in 30 goals for lead self because too many goals will keep will not help us stay focused. But that's going to be really important that you know that you can kind of finagle those a little bit differently. Okay, so now ministry advancement. This is kind of the, the fun side. Um, here we go. So we all know that our keys to victory this year, um, we have two keys to victory. Uh, who knows them? Shout it out. I want to hear from you all. Two. There's only two. Come off mute. Somebody. Anybody. If you are at real time. Empowered volunteers. Yeah, we're going to call it mobilized volunteers. That language mobilized changed. Volunteers. Okay, it changed four times. I've said it wrong, I think, 80% of the time, Logan. So you're good. Mobilized volunteer is the technical definition. But yeah, they're empowered, right? So that's good. Mobilized volunteers is number one. And that is primarily for area reps and ambassadors. Okay, mobilized volunteers. Okay, what's the other one? For all of you directors out there, you should know the thing we're trying to do. I see, Manny, you said it. You're muted, but you said it. Hire new staff. Hire new staff, new staff hires, that's it. More teammates is the answer, right? More teammates, whether they're volunteer teammates or staff teammates, that's what we're, we're going for. And of course, so I just wanna talk about a little bit of this. Um, this doesn't mean we're not tracking all of the other things. We are still tracking. And so this is some language that we want to share with you and you'll hear this again from your supervisors, okay? But first a KTV, so those two things, are some, are some things are the things that we plan to, train to, measure and evaluate by, okay? So mobilize volunteers and staff are KTVs that we plan to, train to, measure and evaluate by. We have programs and we're kind of moving back to that program language for huddles, events, camps, and boards. Um, I think huddle camps, uh, camps and events, I would say are kind of the same thing. Camps fall under events, but either way, huddles, events, camps, and board. We certify these things so we know they're happening. We track them. We're still ordered and being intentional about that. And then finally, the environments are leagues, clubs, campus. Um, those are those the, the sport pillar, those environments. And we're going to register some of those things and still track that ministry that happens. Okay. So just so you know, we're setting numerical goals around KTVs, but we're still going to, you know, pay attention to track programs and environments that we're in as well. Okay. Um, let's talk about that mobilized volunteer definition just and this came out in that deployment brief if you haven't read it, there are three components to be a mobilized volunteer one, they have to have an approved MLA on file. Okay, and so um, we'll talk more about what that looks like but really just making sure that anybody who's leading, even if they're under 18, just like for clarification, they can fill out an MLA, they won't get a background check because legally we don't have to do that, but you can still have them fill out an MLA which is great. 
So approved uh, MLA, they're going to complete E3 online training. All right. And everyone has to do it on their own account. We'll help them do that if we need to. But having that their own account for E3 online training and then connected to a certified program, those that huddle camp board um, event as a qualified ministry leader. OK. And so when we certify those programs, they're going to be connected. They're going to be the name we put in there. So those are the three steps. If you have questions about that, happy to talk about it and how we do that. All right. Now, I really want to talk a little bit about this, and I want to hear from you all as we think about goal setting. So this has shifted a little bit um, in terms of what this looks like. But as we set our SMART goals, we have two and through that still exist in here. Okay. And so they'll be connected. These two and three goals will be connected to a huddle or event, which you'll see. And then um, I'm going to just show you a visual. So this is what it looks like when you go into my ministry game plan. Um, and just so you know, we will have a one pager for you. So you can fill it out all in one shot ahead of time and then just copy and paste it in here. Um, that's coming very soon. Jeff and I have a call about it, right? You know, all this stuff right after this. So we're cranking for you. Um, but here we go. So these are the two and through goals. And we're going to use this language, um, CAV, CAVS, Coach, Athlete, Volunteer, some other regions have used this, this idea of a CAV, but these are our primary constituents, right? So coach, athlete, volunteer. And so as we think about ministering to coaches, athletes, and volunteers, um, you know, what would that look like? So I would like to open it up. What would be a goal that you might set that's a SMART goal for um, to ministering to coaches? Anybody have an idea? Huddles, events that might, that might frame that. Jump in. Something you're think about, thinking about for next year. You're not tied to this goal. I'm just examples, friends. <laughs> I come with a um, ministry leader up north in the Burlington area, and he actually approached me about the possibility of doing a worship service for coaches prior to the start of the school year. I love that. So that would be an event. Yeah, absolutely. An event for coaches, a worship night. Okay, and we think about events being catalytic environments to launch them to further ministry. Glenn, I love that idea. I haven't heard anybody do one of those in our region yet. All right, so let's go to uh, ministering to an athlete. All right, this is an easy one. You should all know these. What's something we do as we minister to athletes? Who's got one? Any goal? Camps, huddles. Yeah. Training. Yes. Yeah. So you might set a goal Fields for. Or, go ahead. Fields of faith. Yeah. Any kind of thing that we're really doing. I think about, um, and we want to use probably use the E3 language in these goals, but maybe I want to uh, engage 50 athletes at a Fields of Faith event, something like that. That would be um, a, a smart goal. Okay, so that's the two. And as we think about the through, and we'll talk about this, this will be where we put in some of those uh, mobilized volunteers. If we're ministering through coaches, athletes, and volunteers, that's what we might set goals towards. So if I want to minister um, through, what would be an example maybe of ministering through a coach or through an athlete or through a volunteer in the lens of mobilized volunteers, thinking through that? Engage, equip, empower. Who has an example of what that could look like?
coaches Bible study. Yeah. So what is the through side of that? Absolutely. A coach's Bible study. How would you, how would you set a goal that you're ministering through another coach in a coach's Bible study? Coach that you've walked alongside, raised up, who's now wanting to take others through the core or just a, you know, a discipleship. Absolutely. So I would set a goal, like, you know, mobilize two coaches to lead out in coaches Bible studies this year, you know, by October 1st or whatever that looks like. That's kind of that smart goal language, but absolutely. So through a coach, empowering a coach to lead, mobilizing them as a volunteer. Good. What about athlete? Through an athlete. The same idea. Same thing. Right? So huddles, maybe empowering, taking uh, an athlete who is a, a leader on campus, leading your huddle take them through E3 training and mobilize some athletes to be, um, be mobilized volunteers in that space. And then obviously volunteer, those could be character coaches. Um, we know that the coaches and athletes are our primary audience, but these volunteers that can come alongside us, you know, whether it's people in the community, uh, former athletes, you know, partners in churches that we meet, any of those kind of people. Okay. So these are the things you want to start thinking through of the two and through and then using that language of E3 within these goals. Okay, so just one clarification for this. So when we set our numbers, our number targets for KTVs, okay, for staff hires and for mobilized volunteers, they're gonna fall in your talent advancement section of your My Ministry Game Plan. But the goals that we set, they kind of live here, right? Those goals that we're gonna create because that's the ministry. This is where talent advancement and ministry advancement, Jeff and I talk about this a lot. We really overlap quite a bit um, in the space of volunteers because they're doing the ministry, which is ministry advancement. But in terms of uh, recruit, train, hire, develop, those are the people, that's the staff and volunteers. Okay. So those numbers, and you'll see that when you go in there, we'll go there. Okay. Um, let's see. I think that's it for those pieces that I wanted to share. Um, a couple, uh, just a couple more points I wanted to hit on before we uh, kind of wrap and, and pause for questions. Um, really important and that um, to understand in the past when we would set our KTV goals or our ministry numbers or anything like that in our plans, we could change them throughout the year. We could say, oh, I'm way off halfway through and make a modification. From, I think, last year on, um, when we set these goals um, for in August or July, wherever we start that process for September 1, they are locked in and we can't change them. And so as we think about SMART goals, okay, that word attainable, the A for attainable is really important. We need to have a God-sized vision of where we want to go, but we also have to have attainable goals. And I think some, some of us will, will gravitate one way or the other. You know, most of us will have one side, will either be really big on the vision side and set my goals. I'm going to have, you know, I have two huddles now. I'm going to have a hundred next year. It's probably not realistic. Um, on the other side, some people play it a little safer. So I would challenge you to lean into that and pray through that. But just know once these goals are put in, they're locked in. And as a region, we're held accountable to those. And that's important that we kind of take the time on the front end there. Okay. Um, as we think about this, I want to just pause for questions about the technicality. And then I'm going to ask Frank to share a little bit about the vision 
the vision behind it. But any questions on the technical side of that um, before we jump over to the vision side? Marco, is there a um, minimum number that we should have for the two and three section of goals? Uh, no, I think it might, it will depend on your role. Obviously, um, if you're a director, those goals will be a lot less than a rep and an ambassador, right? And so as we think about that, it's really important to remember where your focuses are. And that brings me to a great point, Glenn. Um, these conversations are going to be had with your supervisor. So you're going to start this process on your own, taking inventory, thinking through what those goals and your hopes are for your area. But then your, your um, director, your, your supervisor is going to come to you um, hopefully in the next you know, couple of weeks with the one pager that you'll get to see, but also some regional focuses that the leadership team has kind of come to agreement upon. And then we're gonna to work together to make sure that we're focusing the right things. But Glenn, to your point, there's not a set minimum. Um, there are some maximums in there because we don't have, like I said, 30 goals in each category, but yeah. Um, just know that that's gonna be, this is all gonna be done in conjunction with your supervisor. Any other questions? All right, so Frank, as we think about all of these details and kind of the, the being ordered, but also the faith that it requires to, to put these plans together, I know you had a scripture um, and a passage for us to think through, and I'd love to just hear from you to share with the group. Yeah, awesome. Well, I, I wanna, I'm gonna share the screen and I'm, I'm not gonna play this, but I just kinda want to make some references here um you know as we we think about putting this work in and taking inventory and setting goals um this is just a time for us to like you know taking inventory is just reflecting or you know setting goals is just being a visionary like what what is god saying and um so as we start thinking about this like man this is spiritual and as god is calling us to be you know um uh, upper echelon leaders right just like uh and and use our influence i wanted to look at exodus and in verse one you know uh jethro and moses are catching up and 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 jethro is just saying dude like god has done a great thing and I just want to just encourage you, like, no matter where you at, there's a lot of things that I hear about the Northeast and our region. Like, first and foremost, I want you to know that, man, God is doing a great thing through you, you know, to have huddles, to, to have an area. Um, it, it may feel like really underdeveloped and you may hear what your partner's doing in another city or another state but first and foremost man there's a time to celebrate like god is doing something great and um so jethro and you know comes in and tells moses that but look at verse seven it says so moses went out to meet his father-in-law to kiss him and they asked each other um about their well-being it's like how you doing so like that's what what is this what this is all about when you sit down with your staff, it's like, how you doing? 
And for us to look at our, you know, direct reports, this is how I'm doing. This is what God is doing. It's, it's, it's going well. Um, and then verse 14, uh, let's scroll up a little. It says, so when Moses following saw all that he did for the people, he said, what is the thing you are doing for the people? You know, why do you, you alone sit? Why are you alone? Right? Like, and all the people there, like, we're, we're not meant to be alone. It's not good to be alone. Like, this whole thing about mobilizing volunteers is about you gathering and, you know, uh, connecting with people and serving. And that should be exciting because then something that is good in verse 17, it says, this is not good. Sounds familiar, right? In Genesis, when God said, you know, everything he made was good, 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 good. And the first thing he said was not good is that he said, man, you know, man didn't have a helper and we need helpers. We can't be islands. And so this is why it's so important. I'm, I'm glad just simplifying this thing, right? Like getting help, like the, the field um, is, is ripe into harvest, but we need help or we're just going to get worn out. Uh, verse 19, when we start reflecting and we start, um, you know, taking inventory, pray. It's like, man, stand before God. Like, you know, I love that. It's like, man, stand before God and know um, that God is going to help you to deal with these difficulties. I love what Ed says. Like, these are good problems to have. These are good places to be that we are experiencing growth and we need to use wisdom. And then look, verse 20 starts off and you shall teach them training, right? Like equipping. That's what we're doing. We're we're equipping people. God is sending you people, introducing you to people, partnered, partnering with churches to how exciting is that? That you're equipping people to go out and minister and touch the next generation. And um, as you start meeting people, start thinking about more of a you shall select from all the people, right? Like start like this person is going to be great here um, to lead this huddle. It's a big huddle. It's a, a character coach, you know, aka chaplain or whatever, you know, or man, this is just these one-on-ones, you know, like start thinking about people, man, I need to connect this person with this person because they just gave their life to the Lord. And if you're a, a male, you should have some females that you could say, could you reach out to the sister and spend some time with them and, and get them involved? And if if you're a sister, man, and know some dudes that you got a relationship that you've been cultivating to mobilize them. And then uh, verse 22, this is all about, like uh, it says at the end, for they will bear the burden with you. I mean, this is a heavy burden, fam. Like, when Moses and Jethro talked, they started talking about family and how you doing. And my daughter's been telling me what's going on. And man, there's a lot of burdens that we all have. And we need to have people uh, share those burdens with us. Why? Because in verse 23, it says, then you will be able to endure. Man, this whole process is for us to grow share the burden so that we don't get burned out. So this is an exciting time 
for you to reflect, take inventory, set goals, um, vision that you've sensed that God is placing in your heart with your supervisor and you supervising others so that we could jointly, you know, get after this thing and see uh, the Northeast grow in the Lord. So, man, I just wanted to um, just wanted to pray and maybe from two angles real quick as we got like one minute, um, you know, to just take a minute, somebody pray for the staff that's going to come along and, you know, not just do the work, but help you do these things, right? It's not like, yeah, I want you to do this, but help you do these things. And then secondly, that we really pray for our mobilized volunteers that they would see this and they would have the heart of a hero maker and be that disciple maker. So, man, I'm just going to throw it out there. One for staff, healthy staff. Secondly, covering the KTVs for our mobilized volunteer. Let's do it, fam. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. Uh, you. We can come to you with our cares, our requests. Your word says, pray to you, the Lord of the harvest. Mm. Send the labor. So, Lord, we are submitting to you. We surrender it to you. We say thank you for the call on our lives, and we ask for your help. Say, Father, come, <laughs> send the laborers, connect us to the people, Lord. We want to reach every coach and every athlete in every school, in every town, in every county, in every state in the Northeast, Lord, and we need you to accomplish that goal. We can't do anything on our own. So fill us afresh, Lord, direct our steps, connect us to those people that you've already preordained to do your work, to expand your kingdom, to win souls for you, Lord. Help us. We want to partner with you, partner with us, and we are so grateful that you choose to use us. You don't need us. You can do this in a nanosecond without us, but we get to because you choose to do that. So we're grateful for that, Lord. And we just ask for you now to raise up that army that will come alongside us, Lord. And we praise you and thank you because we know you are in agreement with these prayers, Lord. It aligns with your will that you have for our lives in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that this time of reflecting will be refreshing, that our family will be encouraged, Lord God, that you chose us, that you selected us for such a time as this. Lord, we read these amazing stories in the Bible of those unlikely individuals that you use in a powerful way. And Lord, here we are the unlikely ones of our era. We're taking the advice, 
We're taking the, 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 we're following the lead of the pioneers of the past, of the heroes of faith, and we're putting these principles into practice. And I pray that we would all be refreshed as we reflect, that we wouldn't be overcome or burdened at this vision that you show us because we know that we have you, the God of the impossible, going before us, working on us, working in us, and working through us. So we call every one of our areas blessed. Vermont, Maine, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New York, New York City, and Massachusetts, Lord God. We thank you for the growth. We thank you for the good thing you're doing. We won't let it turn into a not good thing by sharing the load and knowing that you have a body and every piece, every member of the body is going to be active. So thank you for all these mobilized volunteers, all the churches, all the board members that are going to come alongside us to fulfill this vision and mission in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Y'all better drink some coffee. Y'all real quiet this morning. Y'all lucky I ain't in front of you guys. (laughs) All right, everybody, feel free to reach out if you have questions about ministry planning, uh, talk to your supervisor or reach out to uh, myself or Jeff, I'm sure. But have a great day, everybody. Thanks so much. Thanks, Margo. Thanks, guys.